This is Barry Zelma, Zelma on insurance, with more on what is required of an excellence in claims handling program. An excellence in claims handling program requires thorough training, providing each member of the claims staff with a minimum of the following educational programs. One, how to read and understand the contract of insurance that is the basis of every adjustment, including, but not limited to, A, the formation of the insurance policy, B, the rules of interpretation, C, applying facts learned in a claims investigation to the wording of the policy, two, basic tort law including negligence, strict liability in tort, and intentional torts, three, basic contract law including the insurance contract, the commercial or residential lease agreement, notes and trust agreements, mortgages, bills of lading, receipts, purchase orders, invoices, non-waiver agreements, proofs of claim, sworn statements in proof of loss, releases, and other claims-related contracts the duties and obligations of the insured in a personal injury claim, the duties and obligations of the insurer in a personal injury claim, the duties and obligations of the insured in a first-party property claim, the duties and obligations of the insurer in a first-party property claim, the Fair Claims Practices Act, the regulations imposed to enforce the Fair Claims Practices Act, what is needed to complete a thorough claims investigation. This would include things like the basic investigation of an auto accident claim, investigation of a construction defect claim, investigation of a non-auto negligence claim, investigation of a strict liability claim, investigation of the first-party property claim, the recorded statement of the first-party property claim and how it should be conducted, the recorded statement or interview of a third-party claimant, the recorded statement of the insured, and a thorough knowledge of the red flags or indicators of fraud. The training must also include information about the insurance company's special investigative unit and the obligation of the claims representative or adjuster when fraud is suspected, how to report that fraud to the SIU, and what information would be needed by the SIU. The training should also include claims report writing and what is required as a minimum in a report to insurance claims management about the insurance claims representatives, claims handlers, 
investigation of a claim. Then, training should include the evaluation and settlement of the personal injury claim, evaluation and settlement of a first-party property claim, how to retain coverage counsel if needed to aid when coverage issues are detected, how to control coverage counsel, how to require an engagement letter detailing the work to be conducted by the coverage counsel, and how to instruct coverage counsel on the issue to be resolved. The adjuster or claims handler must always be trained and ready to deal with a plaintiff's bodily injury lawyer. The attorney retained by the insurer to defend its insured must also be dealt with by the claims handler, and the claims handler should be trained in how to deal with the personal injury defense lawyer. The adjuster must, as a claims handler, be ready and competent to evaluate any settlement of a property damage claim, and the claims handler must be aware of the use of the appraisal process in a first-party claim and the difference between an appraisal and arbitration or mediation of a third-party claim. Now, most states now require continuing education of claims handlers. State insurance departments across the country are attempting to micromanage the business of insurance with various statutes and regulations. Failure to comply with the continuing education requirements can be used as evidence of an insurer's failure to require its employees to comply with the covenant of good faith and fair dealing. Insurers should not only ensure that their training programs conform to those required by the relevant states in which they practice and sell insurance, but also that the claims staff consistently apply excellence in claims handling, training in compliance with the requirements of the regulations. For example, an individual who holds an insurance adjuster license and who is not exempt shall satisfactorily complete a minimum of 24 hours, including ethics, of continuing education courses pertinent to the duties and responsibilities of an insurance adjuster license reported to the insurance commissioner on a biennial basis in conjunction with his or her license renewal cycle. The section does not apply to either a licensee not licensed for one full year or a licensee holding a non-resident insurance adjuster license. In California, section 15,059.1, contains identical 
provisions that require the same number of continuing education hours for public insurance adjusters that it provides for licensed independent adjusters. And it states, quote, an individual who holds a public insurance adjuster license and who is not exempt must complete a minimum of 24 hours, including ethics of continuing education courses pertinent to the duties and responsibilities of a public insurance adjuster license to be reported to the insurance commissioner on a biennial basis in conjunction with his or her license renewal cycle. This section applies only to those public adjusters that have been business at least for more than a year. In addition, the law authorizes the insurance commissioner to mail an applicant an applicant or a licensee, a citation, and an order assessing a specified fine for violation the commissioner believes the applicant or licensee committed. Only if the licensee requests a hearing can proceedings be initiated regarding the validity of the order. Now, some Courts and some states, like California, also require training of every insurance claims professional about insurance fraud. And in California, there are a set of special investigation unit regulations that provide if a person is an employee of an insurer, who has any business in California and anything to do with claims or underwriting, an independent adjuster or an adjusting firm, a managing general agent or an appointed agent of any insurer doing business in California, who were not trained about insurance fraud recognition by the end of September of 2005, that person and the insurer are in violation of the California Code of Regulations. And that training was required for every year annually to be conducted on or after September of 2005 up to and including the present date. If the insurer's staff have not been trained, and if that insurance claims professional works for a company that does not have a training program in force, the adjuster and the adjuster's employer and the insurers they represent are in violation of the regulations and can be assessed fines from five dollars to $10,000 for each violation. To provide excellence in claims handling, the claims handler, the claims professional, must not only be trained, but be capable so that when a claim is made and the insurer provides an adjuster to help the insured understand the policy and comply with its conditions, the role of the adjuster 
as a liability adjuster is slightly different than that of a property adjuster. Like the property adjuster, the liability adjuster represents the insurer and deals directly with the insured. But these responsibilities play out in a different way for the liability adjuster, who has a threefold duty to the insured, to protect him or her against exposure to liability to third parties as a result of an accidental tort that falls within the definition of occurrence, to the claimant to treat him or her fairly and if liability exists to resolve the claim promptly without ignoring the duty to the insured, and to the insurer before agreeing to resolve the claim to establish that coverage exists for the loss under the terms and conditions of the policy, that the insured is liable to the third party, and the most reasonable resolution of the claim has been achieved. The liability adjuster works professionally with the insured to provide the best possible defense to the claim presented against the insured by a third party. The adjuster must understand the meaning of complex contracts, not just the insurance contract, and the rules for interpreting them, and be able to explain them in language that a lay insured will understand. He or she must also be knowledgeable about the law of torts in order to evaluate the exposure faced by the insured as a result of the loss, Evaluate the abilities of various defense counsel best suited to defend the insured if sued. Retain an insurance tort lawyer on behalf of the insured and the insurer. The adjuster is confident, is capable of defending the insured. Control as much as possible the work and expenses of tort defense counsel by conducting investigation requested by counsel and assisting counsel in preparing the defense and negotiate and conclude claims presented by third parties with or without the need to involve counsel. An adjuster, by definition, is a representative of the insurer who seeks to determine the extent of the insurer's liability for loss when a claim is submitted. The adjuster is a person who acts for the insurance company or the insureds in the determination and settlement of claims. The professional claims handler resolves claims and negotiates settlements with third parties. Only when the adjuster fails is it necessary to retain counsel to defend the insured. If liability is clear and the claimant is reasonable, a settlement will be reached. A majority of all claims handled by people who have been trained and are capable of providing excellence in claims handling are resolved without the insurer needing to retain counsel to defend the insured by the adjuster reaching an amicable settlement with the third party. The adjuster's primary duty is to protect the interest of the insured, and by so doing, the adjuster provides the service promised by the insurer and coincidentally protects the interest of the insurer.
This video was adapted from my book, Selma on Insurance Claims, Part 103, Third Edition, which is available as a Kindle book and a paperback from Amazon.com. If you found this video interesting or useful to you or your colleagues, please pass it on. It's free. And please also subscribe to my YouTube channel and my Rumble channel clicking on the like button or the rumble button as you do. And please also subscribe to my blog and to my Substack publications so that you can be advised of future videos and future blog postings. Thank you for your attention.